I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect all the possibilities I expect positive energy I expect with no regrets I visualize it all, know what's coming, yeah I'm synergy, I reach every dream and love my enemies Everything here is a lesson, everything that comes to me counts as a blessing no. Good day, good day Good day world <laughs> I'm Jay And I'm Aaliyah And this, this is, is... Homeschool, Homeschool your kids. kids. Welcome. Welcome. I'm looking at these ducks right now. There's like seven, um, oh, only six. It's these ducks that um, the girls feed every day and they up here looking, lurking. It's early. Like, it's, look, breakfast ain't being served yet. Y'all better re- relax. <laughs> But I see them, so I was like, oh, should I stay up here early? Um, we have a guest today. <laughs> we have a guest today, and I'm excited because I already know she's about to just drop a bunch, of bunch, of bunch of gems on us, um, life gems um, that are going to help us grow in a, in a manner that I know we are all looking to grow, so I'm excited. Um, Miss Marilyn. Hey, hey. Hi. How are you? Or should I say Marilyn the chef? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't want like, Yeah, Marilyn the chef. Like, yes, a Marilyn the chef. <laughs> yes, like, that's a big deal, honey. Because, you know, a lot of us out here cooking, we ain't out here chefing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I yes. cook. I'll tell you. I, I cook. <laughs> can make some stuff <laughs> I, I ain't out here chefing though yeah I I I am <clears throat> excuse me it's a little early <laughs> right but we're excited we're excited yes Marilyn the chef I was a chef commercial chef for 15 years focusing on North African um, Middle Eastern cuisine. That's where I learned how to cook in a small little town in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania that I'm definitely not from. (laughs) You can hear my voice. (laughs) I'm from the Bronx. But I moved there. And um, as I was a paralegal, like around 19 years old, and I moved up there to go to school. And I ended up realizing that I had to take a pay cut from $16 an hour to eight dollars an hour to do the same job because I moved out of, of a town and when you're 19 you don't know about each town they don't teach you this in school y'all as we on here homeschool your kids nobody teach you <laughs> oh, you move out of town you can't make the same money there's a there's a, there's all this stuff about the economy and each state gonna pay minimum wage different nobody tells you this stuff mm. but when they, I was getting offers and I said well, I guess my job is gonna be different <laughs> like you gotta do the same job I met this lady um, 
at um uh, uh I was eating at Perkins and she's we were talking they didn't have no seat she said you want to share a seat I was I said fine this is definitely not <laughs> New York <laughs> so we shared a seat and she said well girl you better become a waitress and I said what she said that's what this is the Poconos you're gonna you're gonna make money you gotta become a waitress because yeah everything's gonna pay you less than New York you become a waitress you'll make the same thing even more especially during the ski season or the spring so yo, that's really, I'm just, this is the real how I became into culinary because I was not into culinary. I was into law, which my social justice vibe, you can tell that I wanted to become an attorney. So <clears throat> I started looking for a waitressing job. I definitely have the personality, you know, I definitely, especially when I was, I was even more like, hey, <laughs> you know, so I made all this cash and you couldn't do that to know. 1920 year old you give us all this money we don't know what to do I was like well I feel like a drug dealer you know what I mean you know I was telling my dad that he's like please don't tell nobody that don't tell nobody <laughs> but I found a way which is what I why we homeschool our kids to earn income while I was working on my real dreams and goals and guess what I bumped into a dream I bumped into a part of me that I didn't know I worked in a few places and I ended up at this place that what really took me to culinary arts, a place called Everybody's Cafe. They employ me. Um, they It was a German husband, uh, a Chinese wife, and they mixed their cuisines. It was the most far-fetched thing I ever heard of. Remember, I'm from the Bronx where there was no trees, and I'm 44, so I'm from the old Bronx. <laughs> and I, who has cuisine that's mixed with Asian and German cuisine? But it was amazing and it was fine mm. slash like shabby chic is what I want to call it, which I love. That's my vibe in this old um, uh, Victorian house. And I became a catering waitress and I kept getting promotion. And he was like, you need to get in the kitchen. So I, I got a job mm. at the Clarence Hotel because of my legal background. I was also the at a, the firm I worked at in New York, I was also a bookkeeper because, you know, it was one of those small places and I did everything. I was her assistant. I did bookkeeping. I, I you know, I was dropping off things at court. I helped her do copies, all, all this stuff. Anyway, so he, I, I applied for this job at the hotel and I, I was a accounting manager for their um, hospitality department. So that included weddings. They had this um, tropical theme where the Part of the hotel was heated up all year round so you could have like a tropical wedding in the winter. Um, so they had lots of weddings. They had a bar and they had a full service um, um, Pakistani restaurant. Right. So I'm working there. The guy who ran the kitchen, I used to come down. He was trying to convince me because his sous chef was had no skills and I was end up doing their books and their orders and their inventory. He was like, oh, let the little black girl do it. And I used to tell him, hold up, bruh, you can't call me a little black girl. Like, and and he was brown. And I used to be like, you black too. You, I'm trying to help you. But you know, we ain't gonna get into race today, but <clears throat> it was me understanding culture. He he um one of the chefs was from Pakistan, the other one was from Nepal. I didn't even know in Nepal, I've never even heard of this country. <laughs> I didn't even know where what continent it was on. I didn't know anything about it. But I got to learn yet another blend of food. And you see how I said that? Like, like that's how it made me feel. Yeah. yeah. Food, like spices, smelling herbs besides cilantro, you know, just like options and choices. And it changed my life, not just 
the career I wanted, but it, it healed me because I was also infertile. And I was told this in New York as a young teenager, 19 years old, that I would never have children. And Ooh. they just dropped that on me in the doctor's office. My, I had cysts, multiple cysts over my ovaries on both sides. They, the ultrasounds they showed me, it looked like I didn't have ovaries. You just seen these big round things they were showing me and these ultrasounds was old. You know, this is all a different era, y'all. This is in like 2000, 2000 when they thought the world was gonna end, you know? <laughs> so the technology is not the same. So it was horrifying. Um, and I started sharing the, the thing I learned about culture and I started growing more. I, I have a connection with men because the people I connected with as children until I healed were the men in my family. That's who I spoke to. That's who I told my feelings to. And the women were more that old school. Like, I don't want to talk. We ain't going to talk about that. You're too young. Let's talk about that later and pushed it off. But the men were always open to giving me information. So I started doing this with them. Like, you know, I can't have kids. So they like, you're working so much. You don't have a husband. You don't have this, all these traditional things. And I was like, no, I can't have kids. Nobody gonna marry me. We were making jokes like that, but that, that wasn't a joke now that we know about speaking things out your mouth. Um, but that's what I used to say. And he was like, well, you know, in, in India and in parts of the Middle East, people give birth on concrete floors. They not infertile. Y'all got this technology and all y'all sick. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're... Your stuff, he used to say, your stuff is sick. <laughs> you know, oh, stuff is sick. But it was. And now the rates are incredible. Like one in six or one in eight Black women have fibroids, cysts, um, some kind of things going on with their womb. And if you pick a culture, I'm not going to jump too far, but if you pick a culture that's already been oppressed in a lot of ways mentally to feel like their food choices is dumb everything is they fault. they're gonna kind of think well maybe I have fibroids because something's wrong with me because we don't take care of ourselves when it absolutely is not the truth it's toxins in our food it's the ex extreme amount of stress the moment you go into a classroom let a seven-year-old little girl cry or a boy cry with a black child cry in these schools it will not be seen the same way as someone of another race and in these schools as I worked in once you get to middle school being cool is, is the bully and not bully to where I'm going to say some really harsh things, but like, <laughs> I'm the tough one. I'm tough. I'm cool. I don't have feelings. That's kind of, you're getting rewards. Right. And so that's, I, I get say all that when I met the, when I met this person, that's where I was. I was tough. I didn't have feelings and it was okay. My feelings was mocked. I had lots of feelings. <laughs> it was a bag of emotions, but they did <laughs> it. And I think that had a lot to do. That's my science to do with the attack of my womb and a lot of women. One of the hardest mm. things I've taught so far as I continue to talk about my career, which you know, I write curriculums. One of the hardest curriculums I was able to teach to adult black women, because that's who I work with. I work with nonprofits who target communities. I hate, to, I don't want to say low-income communities because low-income don't mean black and Hispanic. <laughs> like this, <laughs> I was at a panel recently and somebody said that I was about to cut them. But anyway, let's be, let's behave today. So homeschool your kids because I'm gentle and safe to homeschool my kids. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> I love you. certain neighborhoods that may be low-income, uh, may have Latin and Black people in it, because we are not the only low-income <laughs> people in America. Hold up, okay, highly educated, well-rounded communities, excuse me. Um, but I, I tend to target neighborhoods 
where they don't have access to food and opportunities and they are not being taught to spend money on being healthy. They want, they go to the doctor real quick. You let that be free. They're going to spend money on their hair. They're going to spend, we are billion dollar buyers. Okay. Black mm-hmm. women alone are billion dollar buyers. And I tell my daughters this all the time. We got buying power, but what are we buying? What are we purchasing? What are we spending our money on? Right. So, <clears throat> And yet again, when I tell these things, when it was taught to me as a child in school, it was taught because y'all dumb. <laughs> you better get out that hood. Them hood people only buy sneakers, do their hair. They don't care about themselves. Well, that sounds like somebody care about themselves. We want to look nice and have our hair fresh and smelling good. You know, there's a power perspective is power, but I didn't see it that way. I was definitely against my, my community. And guess why? Because of my school. My, my block didn't tell mm. me to hate each other. My mother didn't tell me to hate black people. My school did. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, you, we know you got to go back. Be careful. Like being careful with, with auntie, with Miss Lucy, <laughs> with Mr. John John. Like who, what are you talking about y'all? What? what? And I, and I fell in it. I fell in it. So back in Stroudsburg, I started building a bond with these um, people in this kitchen and I started cooking with them and he had this stove that they made non-bread and all types of breads and it was this um, um, round I forget the name of the stove but there's a particular kind of oven that it stands up and you got to put this stick and put this bread in it all this had my young behind on fire like I just was so the smell of it when that dough sizzled. I, I didn't, I've never had that experience, y'all. Food is not a game. That's why I coined, I didn't, I didn't coin. That's why this woman, her name is Karen Washington. Let me just keep it. Karen Washington from the Bronx, this woman who started a community garden in the 1980s, amazing Black woman. Um, she coined the word food apartheid. And she wants people to start using that instead of food deserts. Food desert is much more polit is what po- is p- politically safe because both of the words are political. Obviously, food is political. Food is politics out mm. here. Okay, mm. um, food access is political. It is designed. It is set up just like schools are political. Everything is designed and set up. I live in a, the most diverse city probably the top two diverse cities in this country, possibly the world, right? And we have the most segregated schools in the country. And it may tell me school is not political. If, if you got a segregated school in 2023, where certain kids are in certain neighborhoods and you, if you're not, if you're not in the zone, you got to get your cousin address to leave the school. You can't go to no other school until high school. And sometimes they'll fight that. You could pass tests, but until high school, you go into the school in your neighborhood. And I have worked at a school called um, one school, PS 242. And I went in this school. I, I didn't grow up in NYCHA. I grew up around NYCHA, but I didn't grow up in New York City Housing Authority. So I went to this school. I believe it's in East New York. I get East New York and Brownsville mixed up. I'm Bronx girl, but I live in Brooklyn. And when I went in there, I had to go through like maybe half of the mile. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I had to, uh, uh, after getting off the train, walk into the to the, the building, I, I realized, I said, oh, wait, where's the school? So I had to go through the NYCHA development and the school was in the center. So these kids mm. ain't even leaving. Leaving that, that neighborhood. They're not going yeah. nowhere. That had me, you know, I was standing around doing a Marilyn, the chef epiphany, like, hold up, wait a minute. I said, okay, don't stereotype, don't judge, let's walk in. 
Well, maybe I ain't gonna talk about who the, the principal since I already said the name of the school online. <laughs> I'm just gonna say particular staff members was calling them. Oh, you here to um to do? I was just teaching kids about spices and herbs. One of the curriculums that I do. I don't really do elementary. This is more of my probably like five elementary schools I've done in my five years working in schools because <laughs> that's not my age group. And I knew why. When I went in there, I wanted to take them kids home. I was just like, Aww. no, yeah, yeah. First of all, it's 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 a little, you got to round these kids up. And you would think it's behavior, but no. I, fourth, fifth grade know everything. People be thinking mm-hmm. middle, middle schools are, middle schoolers are coming to collapse and be like, whatever you want to do, just do, because I don't <laughs> care about anything. Leave me be. I just want to vent and cry, possibly. You know, that's the era they're in. But uh, by the time you get to fourth grade, you under control. Excuse me, miss. <clears throat> I thought you said two minutes. I'd be like, oh, no, this ain't for me. You not for me. <laughs> Y'all not for me. <laughs> you ain't correcting me. Oh, my God. Is that and I live with that age group right now. We we you do too, Jay. So you yeah. know actually. The way you said that word wasn't the way you taught me that word. I'd be like, you know what? Or like I told you this morning, I went in the kimchi that we made, we fermented. I went in there and it said, Graces, don't touch. Hold up. I bought the ingredients and we we did make the as a, as make it as a, a science project. But how she got her name on this? That's the person who's who's not and wrote and do not touch though. Do like wrote it up there, like touch instructions. Use my labels. First of all, those are my labels. Okay. <laughs> excuse me use my label maker (laughs) using my stuff to tell me I can't have none of my stuff (laughs) so anyway I know I'm jumping around but um this is this is all the truth this is how I got into culinary Strasburg now we let's just go back now we back in Brooklyn and um I was a chef uh I opened the space and before I go back to the school I'm gonna just just give you the rest of my bio really quick. I opened some spaces. I started doing um, pop-up uh, catering events, like people who all entrepreneurial stuff, people who were having vendor spaces. I would come and cook on site. It was exciting, but I always use all natural, healthier cuisine, even though now I'm much more healthier than I was because I didn't have an understanding, but I started incorporating spices. I make everything from scratch. Usually almost everything in my refrigerator we made. There's some things that we buy that we like, but it has to have clean ingredients. And before I would ever say anyone should become a vegan, they should first become chemical free because chemicals are the real criminals. They are the choke you, lock you up, lock your uterus up, lock your all your male and female reproductive organs get locked up through chemicals. Uh, our nervous system get, is, is heavily impacted by chemicals. That is what is triggering mental illnesses and things and disorders that they have to make new names for because they make chemicals with, <laughs> they're making new chemicals and new illnesses come with it, right? Mm. Big Pharma, and Big Pharma, we know about you. So um, I started doing these. And I said, I want a space. So I opened a space in the village with a guy who was a crook. <laughs> and he and I but I still opened the space on East 10th Street in the village um, with not a lot of money. And no one could take that off my resume. Like, that's what my dad told me. That's what good parenting is. He didn't say, mom, I'm not going to talk about my mama. But <laughs> she was like, <laughs> you went too big. You went too high. And, and I know it's because 
of her, I could speak on this. My mother's a great person because she get whatever she want, but she didn't have access. She didn't explore, you know what I mean? A lot of things. And my dad did. So that's why he's able to have a bigger visual. And that's why our kids have to explore. So when I, I used to be mad at my mom before I healed and did interventions and went to therapy. And now she can say whatever she wants. She don't bother me anymore because I just see the cause. I don't see her behavior. I see the cause of her behavior. And it's part of the reason why I homeschool my children because this, these, these, the community is great, but what they drop in the community is horrific. You know, and they start raiding those buildings we send our children to in certain neighborhoods. The, the na- my neighborhood, I, my school had a social worker, but I went to the Catholic school. None of my friends, I was like, oh, I had to go to the, I was always sent to the social worker's office because I was, <laughs> I was a different kind of kid. And I was sent <laughs> to the counselor's office, the social worker, the librarian, anywhere they had a spot to send me, <laughs> they were sending me. Because I had straight A's, so I said, I, I get an A's. I don't got nothing else that I'm supposed to do. They're like, there's a lot more in life than getting A's. And that's how I thought, though, being honest, right? But my friends would say, social worker. And they their public schools didn't have any social workers or counselors, none of that. They had no access to emotional intelligence. They had no access to any form of therapeutic practices to support their mind, body, and spirit. No, at all. And which impacted them academically. Doesn't mean they weren't smart, but your emotions will impact how you get work done. We see it in all right? So in culinary, I did these pop-ups. Then I start having these babies. Miss Infertile becomes fertile. Start doing herbs, drinking teas. I made a tea this morning, making herbal teas, having to find them find the herbs, but I started with these basic herbs that I share with everybody, what I could find. Cause I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not a big shot. Big shots come and they, I call them vegan, AK Gucci belt. So they like, yes, you eating that. <laughs> they give you the big pictures. If you eating from any of these um, p- products, you probably sick. So you gonna <laughs> come help me march and get those products out my neighborhood. Oh, you not? No, you're just going to be on the grand floor, sin, getting views, getting comments, everybody sweating you. And then you target a community that you know has been taught to follow trends, that has been taught to, be on, to wear Gucci, to feel good because we have been robbed, not because we ignorant and those Black people. I hate when people describe us as if that's like saying I beat this chick up for 20 years and this chick got low self-esteem. She's so ignorant. How she got low self-esteem? How she got low self-esteem? I love your analogy. Oh my god, <laughs> it makes no sense. And they judge us and make us feel bad for things they put on us. And then when we follow it, you know, uh, like be proud that you went to college, but don't be like, because mm, you know, I'm black and I went to college. It is a different energy. Like that's the difference. Like, okay, <laughs> they was going to college in the 1800s. People found a way and they was going to college in a room. And they found a way to educate themselves and build land and 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 without land trust, without grants, without capital. People been doing this, okay? And they weren't bragging. They were pulling people in. Come to our little co. Now they call them co-ops. Come to our little co-op <laughs> back in eighteen something, and we gonna learn. And it was it was out of love. It wasn't like you know them fools didn't come to the co-op last week. You know it just. That's what social media is doing to 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 mock to to show us. That's not who we are. That's not the truth, right? So after I'm in 
these problems. I'm meeting people. I'm having babies. I'm fertile now. And I said, I want to teach people this stuff. So I partnered with a politician in my community and and I, I said, I volunteer at first. And then I learned about money and <laughs> learned more and more about entrepreneurship. You learn people give you some money. So um, if you work with a senator, anyone that works for the state and like usually city council, they can't give um, entrepreneurs. There's ways around it because if they need to buy screws or get someone to fix a light, that's not a nonprofit that got to come and fix and they got to pay them. It's just a tricky system. They were like, oh, you a small business owner. We can't pay you. We only can pay nonprofits for your services. So who fixed the, who fixed your light? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking junk because I've said this in person, but I'm talking to talk today. But so, so don't y'all need electricians? Are they nonprofits? You pay somebody. Why are you not paying us? Oh, it's not mm. in our, we don't have that kind of money for, for, we have to be a nonprofit. But what you do is you partner with a nonprofit. They get the check and then they pay you. That's nice. the system. That's the hustle. That's how you get out here and get money from these politicians when you are LLC, C Corp, S Corp, you know, stuff like that. This is what I'm teaching my kids because I'm going to tell my kids, you want to go to college, educate yourself. I want you to do this, but you need to have a laser focus. I'm not sending you to college to be in La La Land because that's the, it's only serving a point because it's definitely not the place to get you money. <laughs> it's not, that's not where you go to get money. I don't care what anyone says. I have <laughs> friends who are attorneys. I have people that have a PA, have PhDs. There's still an $80,000 wage gap. 2016 survey by Duke University. $80,000 wage gap because of race and gender. You, mm. who you, you not guessing, you not filling my head with bull crap. My kids will go to school. It's because you've already identified within your high school years that you will be at home doing. Um, we have already identified the career goals, multiple. And I tell my daughters, don't pick one. You know how many things I've done in my life? Like, right? this is very, this Everything. is not some magical story in a book, y'all, right? How many times have we thought of new things we want to be? And why should you not explore them? Because exploring culinary helped me um, heal my body. Healing my body helped me create a uh, herbal business that I had for two years that funded me through a quarantine. It's not the long-term business I wanted to get into, but it paid these bills. I didn't have to go get another job. I paid these bills. Because how many times do people go work at Rite Aid on the low or go do a side job? We do it all the time. But learn new skills so you could be like, okay, right now I'm going to do this for a minute. It ain't our lifetime, but we making money. We got to learn how to make money. And people lying. Like once I got my degree, <laughs> I'm going to work right here until the quarantine came, <laughs> until the pandemic came. Everybody was like, well, wait, wait, well, who? <laughs> oh, you, your contract wasn't right? Oh, you ain't got no money? Oh, you like us little people? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I had, I I. I put this in the book too. I when I tell you I have my degree, I was a tax preparer. I've been a um and I don't know like numbers. I've been a DJ. I just knew I was gonna DJ around the world. Um, yes, yes, I was a DJ. Um <laughs> like it's it's countless. I was a science, like a mad scientist. Like I went to the classrooms and did science <laughs> Like, no. So I love that you say that because it is no one thing that you have to do. And I did most of that stuff with a degree already. It was just, I was so, I was so hurt by the, like being when I was a substitute and it just totally turned me off from wanting to enter into the classroom as a teacher. So I was just like doing everything else, honey. Um, 
but that's why I told you I, tr I trust and, and understand the process and uh, divine order. Because if it wasn't for Kennedy, I probably would have never entered into my own classroom. She was the stability that I needed to like, oh, say, oh, okay, I, I guess I need to like to get a real like, you know, a, a consistent salary type deal, I guess. Because <laughs> if not, I would have I would have been out here freelancing, like you said, moving everywhere because we're not meant to just do one thing. We're meant to figure it out and figure out, you know, find our passions. But I was passionate about everything I did. <laughs> I was having fun. My bartender, let me not don't forget that one. I'm like I've I've done a lot of things. I've done a lot of things. So I'm I'm so glad you put that out there. We don't have to set these kids up to be just one thing. Kenny, you ask Kenny what she want to do. Kenny want to be a scientist. Kenny want to be an actress. Kenny want to be um, a veterinarian. She wants to like she has a list. She she got a lot of stuff that she want to do, and I'm here for her, honey. Do it. Do it like do it <laughs> yes. yes 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 oh gee Marilyn just be going in <laughs> I know and I love it I knew this was gonna be everything she already don't drop so much and such such and Aaliyah you up now look I see you I'm like oh Aaliyah up now like <laughs> right be at the beginning but she oh she up now like by all means my eyes like, my brain everything up my eyes is up my brain my ears is up like everything because I love like yes Marilyn I love everything you said and just to talk on every like I know I'm young but I have done a lot of things because like Jay said um I just like to do things. I have a lot of passions and I do agree with what you all are saying. And that's how kids start off though, with so many things that they want to do. I, I I mean, I don't like force it on my daughter, but she talks about how she wants to play instruments, how she want to be a scientist. She's already talking about all the things that she want to do. And I'm telling her, yes, do those things because you don't want to just box yourself in and have just one skill that I, I've always encouraged people to be a master of many. Like I, what's that saying where it's like, a master mini and uh, a master it's some saying where it's just like you have a lot of skills you don't master one because you are a trade of you have many different trades so I love that um but yes I guess I would just I'm gonna just go back and tell some things that I did just to kind of talk about the life experience because it's so funny that you said you start off as a waitress because that was my first job and I loved waitressing I was a waitress too yeah I love <laughs> it like that was honestly and truly being a waitress and a delivery driver was some of my favorite jobs um, because I just like serving people and it made me happy to give them their food and to just talk a little bit, have a, you know, and um, to tell people that they love my service because I've always been a person that just likes to help. So those two jobs have been like my favorite things that I've done. Um, and then, you know, going off into college and um, getting my degree and being a teacher and things, but it's, I still feel like I have so much to do and I, I want to do. And that's why I took, that's why I'm like, I can't get stuck in this career. I don't want to get stuck in the teaching career. I can't get stuck because this is not who I am. And honestly, I've learned, you know, the things I need to learn. I'm appreciative of going through my program, my, my, my master's degree program and learning everything that I learned, the experience I gained, but it's time for me to move on and I'm gonna keep on moving because I got other things that I need to do. And we as human beings, we get so stuck. Like I've seen people stuck in their career 20 years, 15 years, 
30 and years don't like it though, it. but they don't like it. No, it is something wrong because they don't like it there. Like I've always like, that's always been my thing. Like, why are you working a job you don't like? There's so many other jobs. <laughs> By all means, I get bills. I get you have to pay. I get it. I get it. Finances are necessary. However, too many jobs out here. Too many. Too many, too many other things that you can be doing besides going to a job that you dislike for 20 plus years. And then ruin it for all the new employees when they get there. Tell me. <laughs> your Nasty negative attitudes, negative Nancy's. Oh, MG, you be ready to go. That's listen, that's why I was ready. I'm like, look, I can't be around these negative Nancy's all my life. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Too much, but go ahead, carry on, Marilyn. Take keep keep on running that bio. Oh man, I love it. I love it because we all know about the people. I, I'm a vet. I was a vendor, <clears throat> so in this in this process, I start working. What I was saying with the politicians, I start learning more about entrepreneurship and something called becoming a city vendor. And all states have different ways. Because I tried vending other places in in NOLA in Texas, and there's a lot of different rules. You go to different places with your business, being registered, how many years you've been in, in, in that state and transferring insurance. And it's, it's a, it's a, but it's exciting for people like us who are just like, like new things. I like challenges also. So I've worked, went to NOLA and worked and all of this start from working in politics because you get to meet all types of people. There's so many people volunteer to do a piece of their career in these spaces, in the political office where you just have open reins to like learn uh, <clears throat> policies, bills. It's very important. I used to bring my kids, I was a part of the Democratic County, I'm still a member of my county committee. And I brought my kids to the meetings. Sometimes they would be sitting on the floor because there'd be mainly seniors that go to these events But I would try to recruit all the young people to come out and go. I'm, I'm telling you, don't, you don't have to become a politician, but they are controlling your neighborhoods and your schools, whether we like it or not. Like, oh, this is not real. It's all, okay, it ain't real. <laughs> go ahead. That's why another KFC just opened down the block and you mad. Like, wait, I wanted I wanted a new fine dining. Oh, no, the, the race in the neighborhood didn't change yet. <laughs> Get some different people to move into the neighborhood. Different food will come. Different food and lots of bars. You know, see, when we're here, they judge us and say, oh, it's tons of liquor stores. But once another culture moves in, it'd be about 13 bars and they not alcoholics, though. <laughs> and it's just hilarious mm. to me. Chow. Woo, chow. And, like, it's something I say we used to sit and have these groups and they were like, you, you homeschool your kids. I said, well, I don't fully home. I homeschool them, but I send them when I was working, I sent them to spaces for like, like they were like considered not really a co-op because these black spaces weren't co-ops. It's just a, a nonprofit that the guy started and it's just a space to drop your kids off and they learn and he's, he homeschooling his kids. So, you know, that's how the vibe is there. Every my his kids are registered. You have the kids still have to be registered homeschoolers. And I've been to a few of these things out here in Brooklyn. And one space don't work for us. We go to another space, but you're finding us. We're bouncing around here so that parents who do work, we make it happen. They underground. I mean, people, that's why you say I didn't shout their names out. 
We ain't telling everybody business because this is how we survive. Why can't we be off the grid surviving? You need a place for a few days a week. Then it's not set to rules. You got to register. You got to be here and make to every appointment. If you miss three days, you're getting that kicked out. You're calling ACS on you. Like that, just when I, I love saying it out loud to parents who judge me. Because how could you, that sounds crazy. I said, it sounds, oh, this is the best thing I like. Someone says, I can't have, you know, you bring your kids to these political meetings and to healing sessions. Like, you know, I'm a spiritual being. Um, I like to say that you get nowadays, you, that means you some kind of wicked witch about, they about to burn you at the stake. I'm like, what year is it? You know what I mean? They <laughs> out here putting spells on people. I make herbs. I help people heal their body, not get a man to like them or whatever. <laughs> you, know what I'm you need to work on that. I don't do <laughs> you, need, stuff like you need to add on your resume. <laughs> You need to get a maybe we need to start doing that right because i'll just be like what you think i'll be doing out here like, right <laughs> robbing people on the low scamming you with my herbs i'm gonna scam you like i don't know what people think but that's just how the world still is little tiny little box but i'm i would meet people who would love the volunteer information as i'm sure you know people love the volunteer opinions that you ain't ask any questions all the time and they're like these kids are always coming to the meetings i said well they're gonna be adults that's why there's no young people in this meeting because y'all left your kids at home (laughs) that's why they no 20 year old going to college and then find what if you stay in college for four years you're part of that town you don't see them going to the community boards or finding out because you know, their mama and daddy didn't take them nowhere. So they don't even think that's important. You know, I think it's important even if you don't vote, just show up and be up in the business so you can hear. I learned that um, local jails, if it's called jails or prison, I always get it mixed up. We're coming into the neighborhood because I went to uh, precinct council meetings. I go to them and then, and I learned that the each neighborhood was gonna have, I was not sad because I'm from the, I'm, I'm a hood girl and I'm proud. I love the hood. The hood is what raised us. The hood is our culture. We just find a way to anything that's black and brown, Hispanic is is somehow disgusting. You know, it's just like, ew, ratchet. Mm. I proud am making money with my ratchet behind you know what i'm saying <laughs> getting cash voting on on the county committee community board doing all of this ratchet as hell that's right <laughs> come on let's go let's talk about it so my daughter was like oh that's ratchet i said i'm ratchet she's like you're not ratchet i said yes i am <laughs> He was like, no, no, I mean, like, that's ghetto. I said, you off of YouTube. That's it. That's it. It's off. I said, I'm ghetto. Your grandmama's ghetto. Yeah, your grandfather's ghetto. Who'll be helping us pay this rent when we can't meet it as a mom. Your mama's a single mom and need her daddy to help her. That's we ghetto. That's what ghetto people do. They feed, they grown behind kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I ain't ashamed of it because we all went through a lot these past two years. Businesses were shattered. And if our ghetto community people, us hood folks, didn't stick together, we wouldn't have made it, y'all. We lost family. Let's let's get real. So I'm teaching them. These are these moments that I have with my daughters when they be like, ooh, that man. I'm like, child, your mama is, <laughs> you just described your mama, you know? And, and y'all look up to me. You think I'm amazing. You think but I'm, I'm saying It shows that they look at you in a different light. Like they yes. don't see that. So. Yes, but I had to let them know, sweetheart, I'm not astute. Okay, that's not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I remember my first big proposal that I, I, I got this opportunity with this school. And I told him, I went up in there, I had a dress. I, I know how to dress. You know, I got my heels on. 
have my paperwork. I said, look, <clears throat> I can't sit down. I'm too hyped. This is how I get money. Like I got to walk and yes. pace. So if just, just, just laser focus on these intellectual words that I'm speaking, get past the slang. He's like, Marilyn, I already know you crazy. And that's what he said to me. This man got awards and certificates from around the world, all over his office. He said, all right, you wouldn't be here if you was normal. And I, I tell Aww. my kids that because that was the highest money I ever made as a small business owner. And I tell my daughter that I showed up as myself and he respected me as an entrepreneur. Maybe he wouldn't respect me if I was a teacher in the union with him and in his school. No, they, you'd be surprised. Right? You'd I don't know. Surprised. But no, my um my the principal I had, not the last one that I had, but <laughs> the one before him, <laughs> it was um a black lady, uh older, very conservative, very uh listen to Joel Olstein on the way to meetings and all this good stuff. Like she was very conservative. But I was me every day, all day. I'm telling you, me. Like, and she used to tell, I love that you're so real. And I was like, I mean, I don't know how else to be. Like, I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm sitting there vibing with the kids. Didn't really talk to the adults all that much. I told you I used to wear sweatpants with my boots. I used to put on my joggers and put on some boots. <laughs> and I used to always, like, they used to always tell me, I, oh, I thought you were a student. Oh, I thought you were a student. Like, no, I'm going to teach y'all here. Go to the meetings, eating there, eating snacks. Like, you know. I was me and I always voiced me. I always voiced me. And I, I went hard for my kids. I went hard for the students in general, but I had so much respect from administration because they always knew why I was there. Like when people know you're genuine about something and they know that your, your intentions are real, they, they can, you can show up however you want to, long as it's like, you are true to yourself and they will respect it. They really will. So I know, like I just, <laughs> I ain't do no curriculum. I ain't do no lesson plans. They they mess with me about a lot of stuff, like you know, as far as formality goes. But they rock with me because they knew I was there for the kids, and so it was like, okay, go ahead, just just leave her alone, <laughs> just leave her alone. <laughs> and you know, I used to use my kids for everything while I was late. I got two kids, y'all. Like how um uh old girl used to do on uh, everybody hates Chris. Oh, my man got two jobs. I used to hit him with, y'all, I got two kids. Like, hey, Miss Cardi, you always like, I got two kids. (laughs) Quick. But yeah, they'll respect you, though. They will. I love um, authenticity. I want to make sure I say that right. But I love that. I love that when you can be in spaces and just be yourself, because I think that's the most, that's the precious gift that we have, like to just be ourselves, because everyone is different. And we was talking about this on a live yesterday where, um, like, as a kid, I didn't feel like I had the opportunity to just self-express and be myself and um, and be able to, you know, navigate through who, you know, who I am and what do, what are my interests and what do I like? And so I'm trying my hardest to give that to my daughter and not, you know, step on her toes or block her light or tell her, you know, no, you can't do this or um, all these things. And it's, it's so challenging, but I feel like self-expression and authenticity, it makes us who we are so that we can go out and I love what you said, go out and get that money, be you, do you so that you can find your tribe, find your community, find the people that want to give you the money to do to for your purpose, because that is so important. But we can't do that if we're locked in, if we're blocked, like you said, with the chemicals or just any, 
just blocked and low vibrational and because our environment and, and all these other things that affect us and we don't even we're not tapping in and really taking the time to you know make those intentional changes all those things can have an effect on us <clears throat> and we're just lost in the sauce and that's kind of where i see a lot of youth are just lost in the sauce no authenticity following the trends doing whatever they want you know following this following that and in the midst of all that, I'm just trying to tell my daughter, be yourself, love yourself, do you, right. be you, so that you can, you know, you can really stand stand out, stand on your own. Um, yeah, yes. that was important to me. And the fact that you told your daughter to get off YouTube because you saw that she was, <laughs> you know, like listening to all those uh, what are the influencers and what they say about different things. So the fact that you were able to recognize like, all right, yeah, you need to, uh, <laughs> you need to get off YouTube because <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you, you ain't in reality right now. You ain't recognizing what it is. So. Because no, nowadays everything is ghetto. I'm sorry, what you said, Aaliyah? I said nowadays everything is ghetto. Okay. Every, any, everything is ghetto. People would just use the word ghetto now to just describe anything. So it's just like, dang, you're right. Like, yeah, I, I am ghetto. I, I did actually come from the hood. So I know what that looks like. You know, like everything is not ghetto. That ain't ghetto. You know, like, I, so I love that you said that because we need to embrace that. That's who we are. And for so long, I I was just trying to run away from that, like you said, in college, trying to be something other than doing, but where I really come from, it is the hood, it's the ghetto, that's in me, that's what keep me going, keep me moving, the ground, like, getting it out of the mud, I have, I have no other choice, I don't know any other way, so it's like, how can I be anything other than who I am? Facts, <laughs> facts all day, you know we would not, I would not have had the tenacity to believe that I could get healed and my wound would get better, that I wouldn't even have the drive to, and I never even said the, the herbs, garlic, ginger, nutmeg, cinnamon, nutmeg, cinnamon, cure your cramps. We'll take that, this right there will help with cramps, menstrual cramps. If you add a little chase berries to the it'll help your cycle flow. You know what I mean? That's the, the most odd is the chase berries, which ain't not odd, but you can't go buy it at the store. I tell people stuff, my kids in my communities to buy things that they could buy at the store. Cause that, what's the point of teaching somebody something when they go home, they don't even have access to it. And I think it's just the most criminal, ignorant thing that we doing nowadays. <laughs> And I know y'all millennials and I ain't trying to judge y'all, but this new millennial world is an information world. Now we know Generation Z is the trend people. Oh, this group is, is being abused. We're going to like you for six months, but I don't really care about you. I'm not really willing to die for you. I'm not really going to go hard for you. It's just what's trending right now. You know what I'm saying? We all got to take accountability all the way from the silent generation to the baby boomers, to the Generation X. You know what I mean? We all have to take accountability of what and where we are right now. And everybody wants to pass it on to the next generation. So I'm not doing that. But millennial, this generation, they will come and be on a panel. And because you are the, 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 the group that is oppressed, you could just act a fool. No, and where I grew up, 
if you was trans, if you was straight, if you was a woman, if you was a man, if you was elderly, if you was young, you act dumb and foolish and you hurt someone, you cause harm to someone. I don't care what, what you're doing or what you're standing for. I'm not coming for your race, creed, color, religion, or gender. I'm coming for you and your character. Your yes. character is off and you're not coming in here with no derogatory character and getting love because of your religion or your race or your gender. That's I'm gonna go right back to baby boomer style. You know what I mean? Baby woman was breaking loose on that, getting in trouble. And it looked like they were being silent because they had to show up to these jobs because they didn't want to be broke no more. So they showed up to these jobs, everybody mad at them. But the baby boomers came from a silent generation who did nothing, said nothing. They showed up, they were employees, they didn't care, right? Then that baby boomer came and said, nah, we gonna open our mouth a little something, something. But... Right, we're gonna take care of each other. Auntie, I can't stand my sister, but I'm gonna help feed her kids. Boom, then Generation X got traumatized and they like, I'm gonna help, but not that much. <laughs> and they were so religiously oppressed. They turned 60 now, now they can't be grandmamas and help nobody because they finally got their life. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? They on the Generation X and they 50s, they not trying to be bothered, right? But they still show up. Anyone in my people that in my age group, they're not trying to give me information. They're trying to give me the actual resources. And then we go nice. to this other generation, the information generation. And when you got to get, I'm not mad at them. I'm saying I'm watching this because I, I have children in my house. So now y'all the leaders, y'all the directors, y'all the principals, y'all the superintendents. It's your generation running stuff now. <clears throat> but you're one of... You you were being raised by a screen. I call it, I've been calling it the JPEG when Facebook came out. I said, I'm not, I'm not getting hype on the JPEG. And they were laughing <laughs> at me. I said, that's a JPEG image. Every time we turn on the screen, we looking at each other, but we not. We're looking at coding. This is a code. We're looking at a code that we are creating as real, right? And I tell my daughters this. Like, are you getting deep? I is I is deep. Okay. <laughs> I is deep. I'm highly intelligent and I speak slang at the same time. Like, Ooh. listen, intelligence has nothing to do with, 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 with your, um, with your, um, dialect, right? This is my, my, like what I'm, how I'm speaking. This is my tribal language. I'm speaking hood, but my brain is on fire. Like you can't play with where my brain goes. So I'm looking at you, you telling me you're a generation that is getting lit off of what people think on instant gratification. You don't even got to wait to the board meeting. Your friends already mm. blew you up because you, you slid it on a Facebook on your private page, what you were <laughs> going to blow up and do at the meeting. So you already got the gratification and the popping because you never worked on your self-esteem. You never worked on the inner you. You never worked on your childhood traumas. You never worked on what happened when that teacher told you you wasn't pretty enough or you're not smart enough or you little black kid or you little this person. We didn't work on none of that. You didn't process any of that. You let that form right into ego and pride. Then it starts for us women attacking our womb attacking ourselves because we are still not healing we just getting this oh look at she like me i got somebody likes grown and it, well, mm. i'm gonna judge you that's the world i'm the, whatever i say out my mouth it ain't to, to come for nobody and it, it, it there we go with our own bias because i'm loud because i'm rough it means i'm coming for you i'm not coming for anyone oh girl the kids she's all who mirror and see what they're doing to us we are in a generation now that will be a panel of 1700 phds and a not one resource left when you get off the panel those kids in the chat got not one new social worker didn't come no bill got passed no policies got changed no stores 
um, change the beer to the back of the store. No, they still walking into alcohol. They still got dealers on every corner who they friends, who they friend, they, they friends pop, giving them some money. You ain't changed nothing, son. And if you do pass a bill, half of the community don't even know what a bill is. So you're not educating mm. anyone. You are getting the gratification. You are getting the shine and ain't nothing happening. So this is what I'm telling my children. Why are we going to a meeting at nine o'clock at night? Because I want to know what's going on. I want to know at least what's out here. I want to have access. I want to create my own access. We get on a train to go to Trader Joe's to go eat because I can afford it. I can't afford the food in my neighborhood. The healthy food in my neighborhood is too expensive, right? And it's not all that great. I'm not saying Trader Joe's is perfect. I ain't trying to give them no one up because you ain't giving them. <laughs> they only open in six-figure neighborhoods. You do not work. You do, They never open in a neighborhood where, the, where 80% of it is receiving EBT so they can sit on down. But at this moment, I got to feed my kids healthy and be affordable. I don't buy vegetables and stuff from there. I buy them locally at the Caribbean markets because the way I live, they ain't got to have Caribbean markets. So I buy my fresh vegetables and stuff from there because all of their vegetables and stuff come from California and that's not sustainable. Then I would not be caring. I would not be eco-friendly if I did that. Or I go to community gardens in my neighborhood, which will start opening up now. You don't can't do that in the winter. You can go to Grow NYC, but all that stuff is coming out of a storage. It's coming. It's not, no one's growing in cilantro in December in the snow. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, but, but I'm taking my kids everywhere so they can know this process of life. So we go to Trader Joe's. This lady goes, my daughter and I debating. She's like, oh, I want to get this matcha. She just like, don't even know what we're talking about. She just in our business because we a big family. We got two shopping carts. We are four kids, an adult. Okay. The two-year-old is chilling. We chilling. There's nobody crying. There's no drama. It's just a bunch of a big business. <laughs> so that's what it looks like. Because my kids are homeschooled. They're free. They have opinions. And they're like, uh-uh, but we go, we said this is all delicious. And we going back and forth. But to the outside world, all they see, they think is drama. Because we get it. We black. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like, mm, no one told you to bring them. I don't bring my kids. I said, my daughter looked at her. I was like, <laughs> like, what happened? How you getting this? We talking about matcha tea. And my daughter's like, I, oh, this one is less expensive. We should get it. I said, I bet you it's less expensive because it got chemicals in it. Or it's broken down. It's not pure matcha powder. It's some other stuff. Oh, no, it's not. I said, why don't you read it? And that's how I'm talking to her because she know everything. And I'm just like, how are you going to tell me? And this is what I teach. Like, I'm telling you. No, because the other one, I think it's just because it's a small pack. That's why it's eight, nine, nine. I said, doll, it's probably, that's the pure form. And this is the broken down. I'm going to be right back. And so <laughs> I already knew she came back. You're right. So I guess we're not going to get the cheaper one. <laughs> I'm like, you won't got to get none because you don't even need to be having matcha caffeine lady. You know what I mean? So this is my 11 year old. This lady's like, mm, that's what I'm bringing them. And I said, I said, what? She's like, I see you. I said, we, 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 we doing our shopping list. I said, I could not survive a supermarket by myself. with got to get two carts. I would ha always have to bring the baby, the two-year-old. I ain't going to leave a two-year-old and go out of the, <laughs> go downtown and leave him with my kids. So I would have a two-year-old and the seven-year-old and then the 10 to say 11 stay home. And I need them. No. And then I'll be doing all that by myself. Like we need each other. <laughs> I'm not going front and I'm not ashamed. And my daughters need to learn to take care of themselves. So when they do, my, my two oldest definitely 
want to go away to college. So when they go away, they, I don't want them eating ramen noodles. I want them to be able to cook and figure out what to yes. eat and little things they could buy that they can make with tea and how they can survive on smoothies. And I'm gonna have them make sure they have an immersion blender, little things you need to have to survive and eat well so that your brain can work and you're not overworking your body and trying to pass tests, right? So there's a whole process here. And this is teaching them how to budget. This is how much money we got. This is what we got to do. So every time one, Grace is putting in a cart, she calculating, okay, we already spent this amount. That's what we doing. This is math. Like this is this is schoolwork, but yes. this was an elder. See, the thing about the <laughs> ghetto people, we maybe the new t- generation are whatever it is now. I don't know what they are, but um, they cuss out adult elders. I don't cuss out elders. I don't play that. I'm well <laughs> raised, raised well in the ghetto. Okay. And this lady, she all doing her head spinning on me. And I was not in the mood. Okay. First of all, I got two shopping carts and four kids. So if you thought this was a lot for me, maybe you should have said, hey, sunshine. You want to hug, baby girl? How about I give you about $40 to help pay for all this food you buy it? How about you do something like that? But no, you want to run your mouth, okay? <laughs> and say ignorant stuff to me. And I and I, when I said to her, she was like, uh-oh, my kids help because they help me back. I said, no, my kids are helping me shop. They made the list. We're helping me with the budget. Stick to the budget because this is how our family runs. And I am good. We are good. <laughs> Okay, okay. She walks away. Then another girl. The, here comes the Generation Z. Oh, I'm just so moved by you. And you look so nice too. With all these kids, you look pretty and your clothes look nice. I said, well, I said, well, I'm sorry your mama was wearing a bata. You know, she was coming outside <laughs> with her pajamas. I'm not. And she was like, what? I'm like, oh, you were fat. Like, I know you was trying to give me a compliment, but don't be shocked because I'm beautiful. Like, what do you think kids are? And I said, I said, how you felt with these men y'all be you be dating? I said, don't let me use my spiritual gifts in these three. How about how do men be making you feel? Don't be looking at my kids like I'm supposed to be out here raggedy or whatever raggedy looks like because I look pretty because I have children. Like they take away our beauty. That's so rude. And I don't care what you little slick new generation compliment, fake, passive aggressive, low down, dirty shame behinds be doing. <laughs> like you better get out of my four kids' business. You better leave my crying all night alone you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, I, uh, I know I look a little young but I will come old school baby boomer style and you will be sad for the rest of the week <laughs> they didn't have to hit us all they had to do was say I know your little dude did did not and you be like oh my god she just cussed me <laughs> they knew how to get to the root because you playing word uh. games it's like a word game they playing out here you using I'll be on these panels it'd be seven eight letter words, every other eight letter word, like nobody in this, none of these teenagers know what you're saying. Even if they are in AP math and AP English, that is not their dialect. <laughs> like what is, that's not our colloquialism. Like what, where are you? Like, what is, where are we? Where are we? No, you don't have to come mm, flossing yes. on us. Stop coming to floss your stupidity. Coming to the schools. I used to work in schools. I used to come to school with red bottoms on. I'm not saying you can't wear nice stuff, but you had to wear a big Gucci sign belt to kids who you you know that in this school, you're in a community 
where like in Brooklyn, 300,000 people are food insecure. Why are you coming here with a Gucci belt to floss? You come into the clinic, you a GYN. This one lady during the pandemic, I had to go, my, my the office was closed where I went and I had to go to this clinic in my community. And she's like, cause you know, I went to Brown, I went to Howard, then I went to, um, she, the other, the, the nurse went to Brown. This, this is them doing this flossing in the, in the room. And I'm sitting there, just found out I was pregnant, locked in a house. I'm mad because I need a, I'm trying to find a midwife that I could afford with my insurance and I'm searching. I'm just going there for a visit. I ain't wasn't, I knew I wasn't staying there because I already know the energy. And, you know, I came back to help people like you. And this woman says to me, you, I see here, you just said you had three kids already. You sure you want to have another kid? I said, I said, I said, I said, white supremacist. Can you stop? She said, excuse, excuse me. I said, white supremacy 101. Can you, can you stop? That's why I'm talking about that word game. You got to come back with their word game where people mm. attack us as homeschoolers. Mm. They see me at 9 a.m. In, in a supermarket shopping with my kids. You see us outside in the park at 11 and you want to, you just want to, why don't you just say why your kids are not in school? Why are you coming with all this nonsense? You see me in the clinic, you worry about how many kids I have. And she said, excuse me. I said, just make believe that I was a Hasidic Jewish neighbor. Well, I'm, I'm, Cause that is, a, that's what my neighborhood was. Make believe I'm a Hasidic Jewish woman because you would have never said that to her when she came in here for her seventh kid. That's normal. Oh, that, that means she's well taken care of. Her religion got her back. She's love. I'm sure that's how you view. You know better because you know your clinic will be shut down. But you want to take a look in the mirror and not value yourself today and your institution you went to done brainwashed you into thinking you came back. That's why I checked my daughter to the ghetto to save me. Now you Jesus Christ. But you met the wrong one today. And that's me showing love to my black children and youth. Because I wanted to look at her like, girl, you a child to me. Okay. I could do all the baby boomer things, but I'm not a baby boomer. So I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm just do, I'm going to do millennial style. Look, white supremacist. Okay. The language. Oh, you muted. You muted. At least I was willing to speak her language. You know, she knew what I meant when I said that. And then I spoke the language. Make believe I'm a Hasidic Jewish woman. Follow religious law today because you didn't follow human law. You didn't follow human rights today. You decided to tell me what to do with my body. And I, I say all of that because that's where the layers, that's where we get attacked. Education, these medical buildings. This is when supermarkets in our local communities where we lose access, where we lose access to human rights, like fresh food that's affordable, education that allows us to actually be educated beyond a curriculum that was not made to build us or to remind us of where we come from. Or these um, <clears throat> medical buildings that do more than rush us out, judge us and pop, give us the popping pills. Like, I'm like, I don't want to pop Molly. That's how I talk to these doctors. You trying to get me to pop some Molly? Like, I'm not a junkie. <laughs> like, I don't want your drugs. Like, is there no other way to get better besides this? And I say, I say all of that is because I am the living example that herbs healed me, spices healed me. I did not have access to, to dandelion root, even though it grows wild. I didn't know it was growing wild. I didn't have access to licorice root and um, chase berries and um, echinacea and astragalus root and sarsaparilla, all these things that I know. I didn't have access to that when I was healing my womb, when I was healing mentally, when I was curing epilepsy out of my body. I, all I had access to was raw turmeric, ginger, garlic, 
didn't even have access to basil. So I had to go out of the neighborhood to get things like basil, tarragon, but I had cilantro in the neighborhood, which is the one of the highest amounts of vitamin C. I had rosemary, a slightly available in, in different parts of the neighborhoods. Rosemary has tons of B vitamins. It will, we used to do a, a thing in school and the, and the girls and the boys would come in and I'd be like, what you was popping? It was like, I was chewing on that rosemary. So I was about to snuff somebody today. And I knew that was going to put me in a better mood. And they knew they could come and say that Aww. to me because it, 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 it helps you emotionally. And, and, and it's a, has a, it's a aromatherapy, um, therapeutic properties. And if you're into burning sage, you can burn rosemary. I burn rosemary instead of sage because sage, I love sage, what it does naturally. It's a naturally antiviral, anti-spasmatic. It's an anti um, antihistamine. Um, sage also has anti, um, did I say anti-spasmatic? Helps with cramping. It, it supports a, uh, an anti-convulsant. So it helps if you have seizures. Say it has mad prop, antiviral. Like it, it can, it, it's just amazing if I, I'm saying the same things over again, forgive me. So anyway, it kills and spiritually it, it will cleanse the space, right? But it's not soft, right? It's, it's strong. It's like that. It's like when you call mama, but sometimes you want to call your cousin because she's going to help you the same way, but she's going to come with love. She's going to kiss you. Y'all can go sit and eat after, you know, you're going to get beat, you know, and that's what rosemary is. Rosemary is that you can burn it and it has all those properties, but it has the, the, arom the aromatherapy aspect of it. It softens. It, it helps with um, forms of, of depression and anxiety. It, it has calming properties, just like sage does, but it's not as harsh and strong. And it's not as harsh on the tongue either if you want to eat it raw. And that's what, like this morning when I was telling you I was eating, I have raw cilantro. We put raw on every plate. And that's my rule. Even if you eat meat, you if you definitely eat red meat, you need to have raw herbs, not just a salad. Uh, uh, I just need raw herbs, buy some rosemary. You can dry it yourself. Just hang it upside down. Take a look. You know, we take thumbtacks and those little thumbtacks, you hang things. We stick them on the wall by the window in the kitchen and put a thumbtack, take a bunch of them. If you don't have string, you can use dental floors and <laughs> tie them up, poke them on the wall. That's even if you don't want to burn them, then you untie it once it dries and then put them in a jar. And you know, when you go smell that jar after you never, you never going to go back. When you open that jar, it's, it's like, it's kind of like making a, a mama bear jar of herbs and medicinal healing and oregano. Oregano is like, if you have allergies, you start taking oregano in like December. Oregano kills everything. Some people say it kills viruses, like sexually transmitted diseases. Like it has, it's so powerful when people sleep on these basic herbs, but that's what I use to cure my body when I didn't have access. You, these are the basic things you don't have to order online. You got to just might, may have to community hop. You know what I mean? You might have to jump to a few places and soak them. If you're buying them at any places like Walmart, big shop rights, big centers is, is not, you don't always know where they coming from. They might be coming from Mexico. So find some smaller markets and ask them, where do your herbs come from? And if they got shade on you, say, I'm about to get a petition done. I tell people this all the time. One place, they had the almond milk, 650. You know, I got four kids, 650 for, um, Calafia, Calafia. I hope I'm probably saying it wrong. This one brand that just doesn't have preservatives on it. Now they have two kinds of it. They have one that has a little preservatives and then they have another one that has none. Two versions of the same company though. You know, I don't like when companies do that. Get on my nerves. Like, oh, this is my organic side. This is my chemical one. <laughs> we love you though. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I said, 
who buying six fifty? That's what the bodega price. The grocery store it costs six fifty. Why would the supermarket cost that? He's like, oh, that's the price. I don't know what they're doing. I said, well, the Jewish supermarket costs less. The 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 store down the block, that supermarket it costs four twenty something. I don't understand. And I took a picture of it. He was like, well, what do you want me to do? I said, change it. Well, I'm gonna get a petition. I'm gonna get a petition. And I'm gonna have everybody. I'm gonna stand outside, and I'm. I've done it before to his face, and so he knew me. I said I'm gonna get everybody to sign because I'm not scared to stand outside. <laughs> I didn't want me to move. I stood outside my landlord's office. Five people said they was gonna come. They never came, and it started raining. And my daughter's, my daughter. I don't want to cry, but my daughter's like, we are so proud of you because you went and protested so that we could move. And I don't know whose mother does things like that, you know, and I just, that meant so much to me. And then, you know, the, I was telling you a little bit of the story. It's even longer. One of them saying, I didn't believe you was even moving. I thought you was playing games. You know, it just, it just, even after the protest, <laughs> she still didn't believe it, but that's what I do. I'm not going to, and I'm doing it. I'm y'all flossing on the gram, even though I'll be on the gram, but I'm not flossing. I'm flossing. In, I'm flossing. I'm flossing in front of my kids. I'm showing my kids I'm about this life. I'm big. I'm shining. I didn't put that I was protested on Instagram. No one saw that. You know, they didn't know that's what I did, but I did that to move because they had me in the harsh conditions that I wouldn't live in. And I told that, that supermarket manager, because I did it one time. Now, anytime I walk in there and say something to him, he know the truth. Why that man changed it to 429 from 650. We talking about business loss. He was making money off of that. And I said, this is wrong. And there's seniors in here who's going to walk right by this one and go buy silk. And that has tons of preservatives and they're going to buy it because mm. it's cheap. And of course it's cheaper because it got 2% almond <laughs> and the rest is processed. Of course it's going to be cheaper. And they're going to go buy that because it's affordable and you know what kind of neighborhood you in. And now they put a new, two new building so now you want to play yourself and and that's not even fair to the people who move in because you can't assume that they want to spend mad money on food because you clocking their paycheck you know what i'm saying this is middle class nobody wants to be paying overpriced stuff so he changed it and my daughters they get to see this oh look at that beauty in the back that is so I powerful so, so this is this is me. This is what I do. This is how I move on these streets. You know, I didn't give a full. Maybe once next time we'll come and do a herbal talk or something. But this is just in a nutshell <laughs> of the lifestyle I live. I know I didn't go deep on nutrition and health, but I did. This is just. Oh, you political. did. No, you did. <laughs> Listen, you you, did. Um, <laughs> you dropped a lot of gems. I'm just glad that you said that everybody needs herbs because that's something that. Um, I love I love the smell of herbs. I grow them. We grow them in our garden. Like me and my husband, something that I didn't um, bring up. We started a business called Daily Balance, and we um, we started off just selling gems and stuff like that. But it has evolved into sustaining our lives and growing gardens, and you know, wanting to teach people how to do that, and so that people can have access to their own food. Because I went on my health journey. Because health is a journey. Um, and it started back in college and I've been through so many different phases and it was one point in my time where I was like, nothing is safe. I like nothing is safe. Can I even eat? Can I breathe the yeah, air? Yeah. <laughs> what, like what's, you know, and I really had to, I mean, at this point in my life, I'm at, I'm at a point where I'm just like, I don't even care no more. I just, you know, I eat what I eat, blah, blah, blah. But I'm slowly getting back to that point where it's like, okay, let me zone back in and focus on, um, 
what is truly important, like you said, getting rid of the chemicals, making sure that you're adding fresh herbs. I don't have to be perfect because that was something that was so hard for me when I started getting all this information. It was just like, yo, this is too much information for me, (laughs) way too much information. Um, But now I'm starting to realize, like, I don't have to be perfect, but you can make your own, like, you know, just trying these different things. You can make your own cleaning 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 stuff you can you know make your own teas there are things that you can supplement and do in your lives that can help you improve your health and your mental health and physical health um expedit i mean you know in a in a in a a positive way with doing just small things so you don't have to like Marilyn is trying to say you don't have to have all these things you don't have to be flossing on you don't have to do none of these things to take care of your health you just have to have the intention and the information, the resources to know that you can get these things within your community or you can just grow them. I'm all for teaching people how to start your simple garden. It ain't nothing hard to start in a garden. Simple garden, starting in pots, anything, just so that you can have access to your own food. Yes. Oh, you said it. Yes. Y'all, oh my goodness. You know, I'm um like Aaliyah said, like I, I went through a point and it, I have pictures to show. <laughs> I went through a point where I was just like, yo, everything is just poisonous. I don't want to eat nothing. <laughs> I want to eat nothing. So um, I, of course, cut meat. Like, it's, I'm going into my third year now that I've been on a little meatless diet. But um, prior to, like, really honing in on trying to eat, like, and, and actually eating, like, I told Marilyn, like, I'm always asking her what she eating. Like, what you eating? Because, like, now I'm back to enjoying good food like I I, good food good for you food but prior to I was doing a lot of fasting like I did a lot of fasting um I read uh queen of food uh heal thyself um for health and longevity and that like just changed everything that changed the dynamics of my just everything like even the times that I eat and everything else so I was really adamant and still am very adamant about what it is that I want to put into my body. Cause you know, I still have my vision of having my twin boys and y'all go hear me talk about my twin boys all the time. My twin boys that I just want to have naturally at home um, and not introduce them to any chemical, anything that's like, you know, I don't want them to know what candy is. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I didn't have that luxury with my children because even though I, I did, all in my power to not have them all with candy and drunk and everybody else around me did not do their part like it's like you know that's how you earn children liking them or something like you know it's like oh little I got you this oh I got you this like look look, look at this and it's like yo like you know what that does why are we doing this and people don't understand like I tell people like I'm, I'm still in recovery from sugar like I was a sugar addict like that's what I grew up on I grew up on junk little Debbie was my best friend um all the gummies all this like I did that like I did that so when I used to joke because when I stopped eating meat I stopped eating everything like I stopped eating little Debbie I stopped eating all my junk all my candy only candy I eat now is the peppermint like that's the only thing you'll catch me with a peppermint and if you anybody know they used to nickname me skittles and everything else because i used to look when i was in high school i used to tell people i felt skittles healed everything it's like oh you got a headache here eat some skittles <laughs> oh your stomach hurt <laughs> eat some skittles Skittles toxic as i don't know what <laughs> but i was out here dishing out skills to everybody <laughs> but it's just like 
people don't like, and that's this is a conversation I would definitely like to have you back for to go more into nutrition and more into like, you know, the effects of things like processed sugar and like what that does to us. Cause we, I don't know if you have seen like the little experiment they did, like as far as like cocaine versus sugar and the little rat experiment, like them going to the sugar and stuff and like it being that addictive, just as addictive as cocaine. And that's why I be telling people like, yeah, yeah, I'm still in recovery. Yeah. Like, you know, and they, they, they laugh or joke, but I'm be serious. Like, yo, no, y'all don't understand. I, I went to sleep eating candy. I woke up eating candy. I like, I lived orange junk all like all my life all the way up until like I was 30 until I had my first child that's when I was really before I had her actually because I I planned to have her so before I had her I got conscious of okay what is it that I'm eating what am I eating and I started to be more mindful about what I was putting in my body and I tell people like before I had Kennedy that was the healthiest I had ever been in my life like healthiest like diet and then I breastfed her for a year and a half so that was even more than like you know I just every year it got more that wasn't until my 30s like I'm telling (laughs) y'all prior to that I was junk food like down all the way down and so I'm proud of myself I tell like I know what I came from I know where I came from I know what I was doing prior to so I'm really proud of how I eat what I put into my body like you said Marilyn you hit on the smoothies and how you can live off smoothies that's my life like when I'm at home I make smoothies I put them in my mason jars I make my smoothies for the week like I love me some smoothies (laughs) I do um I said that I like after I get over my little foodie and, and trying all these vegan restaurants all around the world, I'm a, I want to grow into a raw food diet. Like I want to grow into like that just being what I do. But I still got some time for that, y'all. I still got some time. <laughs> but I don't like what we put into our bodies mentally, physically, and spiritually matters. And that like your what you shared about the food and the toxins and the chemicals, like just that PDF you shared with us, like, yo, you are so powerful. You are so, so powerful. And y'all, I'm going to speak this, you know, manifestation. Marilyn going to have a, a podcast pretty soon, okay? And she going to be <laughs> out there dropping gems like crazy. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for Marilyn, the chef, because she is going to have, a, if I have anything to do, with, she is going to have a podcast soon because she has to share this information. And in the raw and like just the the stories that you give. So like, it just flows like you like, just, hey, Marilyn, the chef is here with us today. <laughs> go, go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> like, and it just is natural because it's from the heart and it's from like, it's from love. Like it's from love. You want change. You are changed. Like how you say your girl seeing you like all that matters, all that matters, all that matters. And it's, yeah, I ain't gonna cry, but (laughs) it's just, it's really powerful. And I'm so grateful to have you here today. And of course you're going to come back and we're going to be on your podcast too. So (laughs) 
Yes, I just, I, I love this. And I knew it was going to be everything that it needs to be um, and more. You've given people so much to think on, so much to act on, so much to be more conscious and present about um, your efforts. Like you're so intentional about the way you live and the way your family operates. And that's beautiful. Like that is so beautiful. Like you said, like this is my family. I didn't people in the grocery store, like, I don't know, like you have so many words to share. People have words to share. I don't know why they feel like they got to tell them, like, tell the negative with like, you know, putting their energy on something like, yo, we good. <laughs> we didn't ask you for none of that. Like you said, if you're going to put something on someone's day, make it a good, like make it good. You don't know what nobody like has going on. And that's really big for me. Like, uh, like, uh, I said, my mama didn't teach me it, but I, I preach it. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Like keep that mess to yourself. Say it to your head, say it, like, go write it down somewhere. I don't know, but like, don't, don't bring it around here. <laughs> like, you know, but I just, I appreciate everything you've shared. Like I really, really do. Um, I know you know, life is lifing, and I know you got a crew that'll be up soon, and Aaliyah little gang don't got up, so we ain't gonna hold you much longer, but please, anything you want to share before? I, I just want to say homeschool your kids. <laughs> yes, yeah, and not, not in a culty, right, right, and not in a culty way, and I want to just say how homeschool your kids um, support group has helped me and supported me emotionally because this gets really challenging, um, especially if you're a single parent. And it, when, like, I always tell people, stop judging married people like they got it together because they married. Like, you don't need help, you don't need love, you can't give a care package to married families. It's like only the single, and then they didn't because because then you kind of stigmatize single moms and put us in this little little dusty box you know what I mean and then and when we that. all need help we in a little dust corner we all need help Marilyn we all, all need, need help. help thank we you for saying that because families married couples need help okay we need help you do I tell everyone when someone has a baby y'all instead of buying people these fancy outfits why don't y'all put money together to get um a housekeeper or a nanny for that first six months instead of buying these fancy strollers and all this stuff donate put all your money together and pay for a part-time nanny so the husband and wife could stay married hell I've been divorced twice like and one of our hardest oh, seasons geez. was postpartum that season was the hardest stage for us and not because we didn't love each other it just gets it's hard it's real out here so married couples needed to they choosing to homeschool that's two different minds making a decision to do one thing that's a big deal. We all in the, and we raise like suit nowadays. We definitely raise. I'm an individual. We don't even know <laughs> what community com connecting is. So I want to say thank you to y'all being a good example of, of homeschooling and helping me listening to your podcast in the morning has definitely helped me because I know I, it's not some conservative podcast where it seems beyond my reach, but it's, it's, real people married single we just doing what we do and I can relate to that there's no rules and stigma <laughs> and nice. I just want to say thank y'all for that because <laughs> there are people we out here we out here and, and and we don't need more people getting into homeschooling 
with this fictitious mindset or creating the same environment that the school created in. Like, I feel like I call it bringing a plantation to the new compound. Like, we don't need that. Don't come bring that plantation mindset over here while we building a new, a new compound, you know, for us to, to be free. This is our free land. And when you follow some of these environments, it kind of keeps you in that stuck place. It kind of keeps you thinking homeschool is just like school. When it's not, it's so um, amazing. That it can get me crying. Freedom that I see bring out, like when my daughter, and I close with this, when my daughter is, I didn't know she was a writer, you know? And if you look at the paper, and if a school looked at the paper, they wouldn't even have read it because the handwriting is looking wow. She's writing in the center. Half the word is on one side of the page, the other side. And I'm, I'm 44, so I grew up where writing was very different than what it is right now, okay? So grandma and all this stuff, it was very different. <laughs> you know, my kids won't even want to learn how to do the home row. And they're like, what's a home row? Like on typing, <laughs> they don't want to learn any of this, right? But when I read it, I sat down and it is the most, it is the most creative words. And she's, then I saw her mental health in it. You know, I felt what she's going through, through these words. And it's not just keep a journal. Everything has to be put in a box nowadays. No, just go write. It's not your journal, it's not your daily. You got to do it every day. So your mental health, like everything is a rule. They will take everything and make it into some, right? And when I read this, I said, when I, when I feel like people are like, oh, you shouldn't have your kids out. Whenever I'm on the fence, I think of my daughter writing and she would never be able to do that in school. They would have cut that up. It would have read all over that page. They were marked wrong. Oh, that's all she, cause that's all they would see is all the mark cross out, wrong spelling, grandma or move this over without listening to her story that she created this whole story of a little girl named Zoe. And I promised her I'm going to help her do her series and maybe start with little ebooks. Now, excuse me. Not little, did we just say little? And we were saying that yesterday, <laughs> not little. We're going to do right? her big yes. ebooks, her big <laughs> ebook series. Um, because that's what kids want to, they don't, they don't all want to have a book open wide and, and, and create this series of this girl named Zoe that she create, um, excuse me, Alexis, excuse me. I, I keep, I, I don't know where she got the name. I, I, Zoe is my, um, is my youngest daughter's her, her, her code on name. <laughs> I'm trying to mess up. I named you Iris. That's a pretty name, but anyway, I'm calling yourself Zoe. I love Iris, but anyway, anyway, Thank you for this space because you're thanking me and I I, I, I am going to start a podcast because of y'all. You know, I know it's in me, but I, I have don't, anything that I think of sounds like a whole gangster job, like a whole... <laughs> 48 hour work week because I'm I'm homeschooling four kids. So when people are like, you want to go on a yeah. date? I just have to, sometimes I'm thirsty to go on a date, child. But I'll be like, what am I going to have to give up? What hour, what three hours of my alone time? Why, oh, I got a babysitter. Do I want to spend it with a person? With <laughs> right? Like that's to what homeschooling can do. But y'all have helped me open up about these feelings so that I can do what I want because now I have a space to open up these feelings so I won't go dump on the first date and he jump and run you know what I mean so thank you for your support group <laughs> and for this space for homeschooling moms and yes I'm Marilyn the chef on all social media when you type in Marilyn the chef you will find me because that's my name you know what I mean and this is what I do I write curriculums I'm a public speaker I come I'm a motivational woman on my terms I love the youth I work 
the best with some seniors in middle school on my specialty group that I have written curriculums and trained in quarantines and kept people alert. Those two age groups are my love and my heart's desire, middle schoolers and people over 60. And I think they're unseen and they need to be heard. And so I, I, I thank y'all for this amazing space. I'm so honored to be here. I love y'all. Oh, thank you. We love you. Yes, we love you. You are amazing. And I know you have so much to teach us. We are taking it all in, all, all in. And uh, we're here for it all. Um, I know this year may not be the year for you to join the Homeschool Expo, but I know that we are going to work together. I know this. This I know. <laughs> this I was I know. really looking to see. I'm like, is one of them maybe I could get to Florida? Maybe I'm I'm dead serious. I may not be able to do NOLA. I was like, I was trying to find out Arizona. I'm like, is one of them gonna be in Florida, by the way? Can I ask you? Yes, Miami. Well, I was thinking um, about hmm? we got Baltimore too. That's up there. Oh Ooh. definitely get Baltimore with my kids. So we we froze a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I could definitely do some Baltimore with my children. I could get to Baltimore. We, my, my daughter and I went oh, to yes. a, a, a protest, not protest, just a, a conference for people all around the world who was moving in social justice in different ways that, that um, they are impacting our communities environmentally, the air, food, and land and how the the racial inequities are happening. And I took my oldest with me and we stayed because they pay for this, this organization that I'm a part of that I speak with all the time. They pay for a hotel and the whole weekend in DC and me and her got to spend the weekend there in DC. So, and we jumped on a bus and, and went, um, <laughs> you know, so I think I'm down for Baltimore. So we're going to talk more about that. I, yes, I, of course. I was, I was looking at Florida. I was like, how we get to, how we get there? Cause I need to be, <laughs> With y'all, I want to hug y'all. I want to touch y'all. Oh, girl! Sound oh, wild, I just hey, saying. I, no, I. You don't even know. I'm already like thinking, like, because you are definitely on the visit. Like, wherever, however, we oh, it's it's gonna happen. Um, and I would, I, but if you're able to to be at the expos, I it's powerful. Like I said, your words that you have to share, powerful, powerful. Um, so we, we're going to make it happen. I ain't even worried about it. You know, divine, 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 but, um, the homeschool expo, please check out the website, homeschoolyourkidsexpo.com. Uh, let me shout out some of the, da, 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 what exhibitors that we're going to have. We got a little list, a little list. Uh, Soul Right Living, the mindset coach. We got Loving Literacy Authors, these seven uh, children book authors that are coming together to help um, homeschool movement. They provide a blog and homeschool educational parenting um, blog, Right Start Math, that speaks for itself. They're going to be at all seven of the expos uh, providing math material and doing some speaking. We got Arizona Family for Home Education, AFI, uh, I believe they're most known for, but they're a really, really prominent group in Arizona um, doing big things uh, politically and all that good stuff. I always tell y'all that's not my arena, but uh, Cyberize it, that's a, on a virtual notary company uh, and 
that's good for if the new homeschoolers, you know, if you get your uh, your paperwork together, you need to get it notarized. So you could check them out. God's Cool Creation, that's another children's book, Arthur. She has some really, really cute books. I just added to the app too. Great Minds Virtual, that is a virtual school to check out. Math with Mary, she is a former homeschool mom who has some math materials that she would like to share. It's a holistic journey. She is on a nutrition also, and she wants to talk about healing, um, healing um, through nutrition, basically. Bright Child AZ, My Homeschool Village, Math Wiz Flashcards, um, the Augustine Family Education Hub, Seven Sisters, Holistic Healing Institute. We got Black Belt Bruce there. They are, I thought they was like a martial arts uh, group, but <laughs> they, they just use martial art. Uh, what is it? How did he describe Like basically like the, um, like the techniques as far as uh, mindset goes, like martial art mindset and things uh, for homeschool families. Simple Turn, and then we have West Valley Crusaders, who is a, they're a homeschool group in Arizona. Um, Big Goddess Tribe, Family Success Association, the Triangle Homeschool Resource, uh, Montrose Biology. We have a lot of exhibitors to check out. We're very excited. And I am speaking on exhibitors that are all across um, all seven expos so these won't be all at just one expo but please know that we do have a lot of people that are teaming up college prep genius uh that's jean burke and i'm really excited about having her because she's going to be teaching how to get free college she's going to be speaking at i believe four expos free college ace and ace sats um scholarships creating transcripts, all that stuff that, you know, new homeschoolers definitely worry about. It's like, yo, will my child still be able to get into college? Yes, they will. And we have some people who are going to teach you how and show you how to get free college. I forgot the number she told me, but I want to say our children got like over $200,000 in scholarship money. It was like, girl, where were you at when I was like, I needed that. But (laughs) we have, um, uh, Indigo Learning Pod, Love to Learn Today, LLC, uh, Brever Evaluation, excuse me, Brever Evaluations. Um, it's a lot. So make sure you check out the homeschool, um, your kids, expo.com. We do have a lot, a lot, a lot of different resources. And that's what we're about, providing resources because this isn't something you have to do on your own. This isn't something you have to do by yourself. Understand that. And like Marilyn said, we do meet up every Monday and all are welcome. Um, We meet up and just talk, vent, heal, chat, share, all that good stuff. Um, Our Monday meetings, uh, hopefully won't need a password, but I'm gonna go ahead and create a new flyer (laughs) so that I can put the password up there because I don't, I don't, we ain't gonna talk about it but um yes please (laughs) please 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 um check us out we appreciate all our listeners thank you thank you no jet japan for rocking with it look japan's one of our next to usa japan is like up there that and i want to say puerto rico so we appreciate (laughs) y'all hey that's what's up yes thank you for the love 
Um, I guess you can follow us on social media as well at Homeschool Your Kids Educational Pod and Homeschooling Mama with Style. Yes, mm-hmm. and at Homeschool Your Kids. And like Marilyn said, she is at um, Marilyn the Chef uh, on all platforms. So please check her out. Yes, yes. I think that's it, Leah. Homeschool yeah, Your good. Kids, y'all. That's yeah. all I <laughs> Believe in yourself. Trust the process. You got it. You got it. Leave it. Understand it. (laughs) But we appreciate y'all. Have a beautiful day. Peace.